Thank you for downloading this message from Grace Christian Fellowship. We pray that you receive encouragement from the study of God's Holy Word and that you will grow in the faith and understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a crazy time. Do you feel as though this is something of a surreal time? It is bizarre to watch the news, to watch what's happening across America and with children, uh, with schools and jobs and uh, these sorts of things, how people... Toilet paper. (laughs) Toilet paper. I think if I just said toilet paper, we would all understand that. You know, if you're looking for toilet paper, I just want to encourage you to do what I do and what Leah does. Just go to the gas stations and steal theirs. (laughs) Restaurants, other public facilities. Don't do that. If anybody does that, by the way, and says, my pastor said, I'm going to deny it. Please don't do that. You know, I just, uh, I know this is a crazy time, and I want to take a minute, I want to take a segment of our time this morning to remember some things about us. I think this is important. You know, if we would go, if we would immigrate to another country, let's, let's say, I'm going to take a country at random, probably that none of us have been to before, Andorra. Anybody been to Andorra? I've got a safe country. If we would all transport ourselves there now to Andorra and, and show up in the border and say, we are now Andorans, we would go through a period of uh, culture change, wouldn't we? And that culture change would last our whole life. We would be, Day by day by day, we would learn what it is to be an Andoran. We would learn about their taxes and their voting process, or no voting process. We would learn about uh, retirement there in Andorra, their healthcare system. We would learn about how we wear the clothes we wear for certain functions, and the clothes that we would be inappropriate to wear for certain functions. You know, in Alaska, for example, it's very common at weddings, people wear jeans. Every, a lot, I mean jeans. Here in Milwaukee, people still wear jackets, or they still dress up a bit. So in Andorra, they may have their own cultures for weddings that, for, that would be important for us to consider. And just like that experience of taking on that identity as an Andorran, I think we go through this as believers. You know, we spend our life taking on this identity as a believer. It would be, it's challenging if, you know, if we would go to Andorra and children then, our next generation children would be raised by, by us who went to Andorra because the next generation children would have a better sense of being an Andorran than we do, but yet they would still have our influences of what we had here in America. And I think that happens even at homes as believers. A parent, maybe the parents came to faith later, but the, and, they, and they are, they are just, there's a lot of uh, identity change going on in the parent, and the child has a different sense of just being a kid in the kingdom, so they view things differently. The identity changes that we all go through are different, and they're challenging as believers, and they take a whole lifetime. You know, we may have grown up in a, in a church community somewhere, and we may have done that, um, but still, we're still learning what it is to be a believer because we've never been this age as a believer. And our society changes. So that stuff really matters. So I think of our identity, and in this time where there's so much chaos, confusion, anxiety, or no confusion, maybe there's no anxiety, maybe there's no concern, there's still the, you know, the, it's a good time to remember who we are in the Lord. And there's some, just a, these are things in the Bible over time. I know most of these will probably sound familiar to you, but it's good to remember today in this time. Um, we have dominion over animals. You know, we're not just the same as animals. I'm not, this is, I'm not <laughs> saying go, go eat meat. I'm saying the, the Lord has given us dominion over animals. I do eat meat. If you don't want to eat meat, don't eat meat. But the Lord has given us dominion over animals. We are not their peer. I have a dog, Ruby. She is not my peer. 
You know what I'm talking about? She's not. A cow is not my peer. A polar bear is not your peer. A monkey is not your peer. But we have dominion over them. We have been born again, which means we have a fresh life. As believers, we have a fresh life. We don't, you know, what was isn't what is. We are heirs, heirs, heirs of the Lord. Heirs. Our faith is counted as righteous. It's not just faith. It's also counted as righteousness. Our faith connects specifically to righteousness. We cannot be separated from God's love. Think about that. We could stop on this one and it would be a good sermon. We cannot be separated from God's love. We cannot. You messed up, can't be separated from God's love. You're going to mess up. You cannot be separated from God's love. The coronavirus, we cannot be separated from God's love. You, you, you don't know what to do with your children. You cannot be separated from God's love. God's love, God's love, God's love, God's love, God's love. We cannot be separated from it. Who can separate it? Nobody. Doesn't matter if we feel it? No. Doesn't matter if we feel it. That's a Holy Ghost. <laughs> do you hear the rumbles over here? Yeah. It's probably not the Holy Ghost, but probably holy kids. <laughs> Maybe it's holy kids. We are transformed into the image of Jesus. I, I think it's Gandhi that had this great statement. You remember this, this great statement? Uh, Gandhi said, uh, I love your Jesus. I just don't like your Christians. He had spent some time trying to decide if he was interested in the, in the Christianity faith. or if Christ, I forget the expression he called it. But he researched Christianity. He researched being a believer. And he found, in looking at Jesus, he loved Jesus. That was his statement. I love your Jesus. I just don't like your Christians. Gandhi, you're missing the point. Christians never, ever, ever claim to be perfect. Believers don't claim to be perfect. We just become more like Jesus every day. So if you really would have loved Jesus, Gandhi, guess what you would be doing? Pressing in after because you'll become more like him every day. We are transformed into the image of Jesus. Bit by bit by bit every day. Whew. Take that, Gandhi. <laughs> you ever see my Gandhi impersonation? I forget we live stream sometimes. <laughs> we are to lean on his understanding, not on ours. This is crazy from an identity perspective. This is a really challenging thing because we think we know how to take care of a situation, but the Bible may tell us to do something different. In the Bible's way, it might be harder. I don't want to do that way. That's really hard in the Bible, but we lean on that and we trust that his way is better. And that's a big shift in taking on this new identity is trusting that his way is better. I don't like to spend my money that way. I don't want to do that. I don't want to raise my kids that way. I don't want to believe this that way. We do it anyway as, taking, as part of taking on this identity. And we grow in this. He never bails out. His word is never, it's not breakable. We don't do this and realize, oh man, I messed up. We do this and we realize that we did right. Sometimes it takes us time to figure that out, but that's what happens. We can't forget we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's inside of us. As believers, where we go, he go. He, we towed him around with us. We are called to do good works as part of this identity. You know, if we didn't have this identity, we could do whatever we wanted. We could define good works as whatever we want them to be. But good works, according to his word. We are victorious. 
We are citizens of heaven. Regardless of where we live in the earth, we have, a, we, have, we, are, we have passports here that say we belong there. That's pretty cool. I don't think they're worried about the coronavirus in the streets there. What do you think? Tax days coming here, not there. That's a good place to be a citizen of. I find one country that there's no taxes. And we are ambassadors. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, I suppose, he picked us to be ambassadors for him. Maybe because we can show the good work in our own life. But that's, that's heavy, really, to think about the fact that we're, he picked us to be his ambassadors. I mean, I'm thinking, Lord, I don't think you want me to be your ambassador. If you could just send somebody else from heaven, you know, have an angel walker down the street, tell everybody about you, that'd probably be a lot better. But he said, no, 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 no. I think the work that I did in your life is worthy. Worthy for you to be an ambassador. This is our identity. This is a good identity. It's not an identity of fear. Not a bit. It is not an identity of fear. There's nothing in that that's an identity of fear. And remember, I do believe for a believer not to step out and walk in this identity because of fear. I think fear in that way is perhaps the greatest secret sin in the kingdom of God today. People who are afraid to step out. I think it, I, I really do. I really believe it's the greatest secret sin in the kingdom of God today. So there are three things just to remember about us as our whole community in this time. Three things. And please pardon me, I, I do not have a cold. You know, I'm, I'm very, very aware that if I cough, somebody's going to run. <laughs> Number one, let's, Brad. For I tell you, this is Romans 15, for I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's fruitfulness, I'm sorry, truthfulness, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, for it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. You know, the first community reminder for a time like this is God does have a plan. And his plan very much included Jews and Gentiles. His plan included sharing love with the world. His plan includes many, many facets, but clearly there are plans of God at work and your life is connected to them. Romans 12.1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, this is part of the plan, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Our bodies are to work this plan. They're not to be fearful. It's to work his plan. Now we've got to be prudent, but it's to work his plan. Uh, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So the first is that God does have a plan. The second, go ahead, Brad. Pray like this. Pray, 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 pray. Remember Acts 2. They got together. They devoted to the apostles' teaching, and they prayed together. So we pray, 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 pray. And I love it. What are we doing when we pray? We pray his plan. The Lord's Prayer, which we call this segment of Scripture here, is just praying his plan. Look at it. You know, we, his plan. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's all his plan. And then, of course, this sliver that's just for us. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins. Give us today. That's it. That's, a, that's the little sliver for us. 
as we have, uh, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rec- rescue us from the evil one. It's all about his plan and his hope and his promises. When we seek the Lord, and this, the Lord says, pray like this. He's saying, pray for the, pray for the Lord's plan. Pray to remember the promises. Pray to walk in a forgiven life and forgive. And pray that, you know, that you remember God provides your needs. It's not praying. You know, so often we go to the Lord with our long, long, long laundry list. Lord, I would like a billion dollars. Lord, I want this promotion. Lord, I should have this for my kids. Lord, we should do this at their school. Lord, if I could just have the vacation in the Bahamas. And it's okay to ask. But that often becomes the crux of people's prayers, is just seeking the Lord for all the things they want. We're supposed to seek him for what he wants. He's, we're going to be all right. Right? And, and the third point, do not, uh, we'll just use this scripture in Philippians 2.4, do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. We care for each other. We care for each other. Bear one another's burdens, thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. I love this last verse. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. All people. Amen, all people. This means believers and non-believers the same. All people. And especially, especially those who are in the household of the faith. It means especially us. All people will do good, but especially us. These three things... Keep us grounded as a community. Plans, prayers, and care. They keep us grounded. They remind us. They remind us that, there's a, that he's, he's, he is at work. Oh, this coronavirus. <laughs> so I want to share a few things about the coronavirus. <laughs> it's a little bit funny, isn't it? The, uh, the responses people have. And I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it. I understand there's a serious element to it, to what's happening in the world around us. But some of the responses, you know, like the toilet paper rush and the, uh, the uh, people are stockpiling some, some of the strangest things. Ketchup. <laughs> so... <laughs> I want to give you a sense of where we are as a, as a, as a church. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I've been working really hard on this for the last few days here. Uh, there's been lots and lots of opinions for us. What should we do? What should we not do? You know, is it good to me? Is it good not to meet? You know, I can't believe you're meeting. I can't believe you. We wouldn't meet, you know, and all of the range of, of issues. And who is our source? You know, the Bible doesn't talk about coronavirus. It doesn't say the words coronavirus, yeah? So which means we have to start to apply biblical principles in different ways and figure out what we should be doing. And uh, who, is our, who do we listen to on earth? Do we listen to the media? Some people say yes. Some people say no. Whatever. The media is not our source. So for the, for the medical, I've been using the CDC, Center for Disease Control. They are the informational source for us. Hard to argue against them, isn't it? Yeah, so they give me a give me a better medical source. And that's where it comes down to. And I've had a lot of people, a lot of people call me. Lots of concerns. Should, or should we meet or should we not meet? What should we do? And I've been looking at the CDC, 
and I followed, uh, there's, a, there's a person who has, uh, he specializes in infections, and he was involved in uh, some of the efforts earlier in China in, for different infections, and I, he was interesting. And then I followed so some other medical providers, but for the most part, the CDC has been my primary source. And I've spent a lot of time talking to the elders. Uh, probably some of them are tired of talking to me about this. We elected to have services today, and we thought, well, what do we do in the future? What do we do? So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to meet in person next Sunday, and we're going to suspend our church fast. We're going to move it to another week. So <clears throat> somebody said, well, if we, w- if we wouldn't meet, you know, we're giving in to them. I'm not sure who them is. <laughs> do you know who them is? And yeah, the virus, I, I, it's a hard question, right? Who's, who's them? I think it's very difficult to know what to do in this season. The CDC has said large groups, uh, they recommend that large groups do not, in fact, meet because of the spread. So schools and companies and these sorts of groups are not meeting. Let me kind of break this down for you a little bit. My rationale and some of what the elders and I talked about. We do want to slow the spread. The reality is we live in a large city. We don't live in a rural area. We live in a large city. And there are already, I think in one day, there were eight cases. And the speculation is from the local medical community, and the CDC says it goes in kind of this journey, is that when there's a few, then all of a sudden we should notice a a big burst later. So while there's, I think, just 28 or something like a 26-something cases, confirmed cases here in the greater area, what they say should come next is the 28 should go up to like quickly, boom. I mean, 100 to 200, if, we, if I follow this trajectory right. So, you know, this expression, flatten the curve. I don't know if you've heard this in the news. Uh, the idea is, to, if you, we don't meet in this large-scale space, the likelihood of one person being a carrier, an unknowing carrier, and passing it around will be minimized. We are part of a community, and I think that that matters. Uh, another thing that, another reason for this is we don't want any of us sick. We don't know if we're going to get sick, but I'll tell you what, if just by not meeting for a Sunday prevents somebody from get, getting sick, I think we've done well. And the third thing is, and this is going to sound like an odd, maybe odd to some of you, but I think this is very, very relevant. It's our testimony. We have a believer's testimony to walk out. And I think that we have to choose what kind of testimony we want to have to non-believers who don't understand. A lot of them are very afraid of the coronavirus. I'm not afraid. Believe me, I'm not afraid. I'm not worried about it. I suspect that most of you are not afraid. Hopefully all of you are not afraid, but you're you know, practical. So the, belie- the non-believers community is looking at it, and they're saying, well, you should be, why aren't you taking care of yourself? It's our whole city. They don't understand the non-fear. So meeting together isn't going to tell them why we're not afraid. Meeting together is going to make it look like we don't care what's happening in our communities to them. So we have to be mindful of what's happening in our community, how they'll look at this time. So the spread, uh, what are our reasons? The spread, uh, we don't want anybody here sick, right? And if we take a week off, that's all right. And then the third one is the testimony aspect. You know, it's a lot like this. Somebody was, I think it was Phil I was talking to, Phil, and he said, kind of like a snow day. Right? Kind of like a snow day. 
Life is going to go on if we have a snow day. We, we've had snow days maybe the last three or five years, something like that, four or five years. So if we take next Sunday, we say, all right, we're not going to meet in person. We're going to live stream the services. I think we'll live. You think we'll live? Now, if anybody here says, oh, you're giving in. You know, the media is creating the hype. Maybe. But the testimony comes into play. And the reality is the virus is here. And we don't want anybody sick. Not with this unusual sort of thing going on. I know there's more than that. But I think that these three reasons are pretty good reasons. They're pretty agape-based. Somebody can come and say, well, I'm not going to get sick. You know what? It's not about you. It's about the spread and the testimony. What do you think? And if our attendance is any indicator, you know, usually we have more people than this here at this service. So if our attendance is any indicator, I think other people are thinking about the same sorts of things. So the plan is next Sunday for sure. And then we're going to play it by ear. Okay, while I'm talking, here's what I want you to do, and I'm going to share some more about this. You have around you in the middle section, now on the, on the wings, you don't have this. Uh, in the wings, if you take out an envelope or some piece of paper from the chairs, and then if you're in the middle section, you have an index card. If you write your name and your email address, we will keep these secret, but we will use this to create a list to contact you about upcoming uh, issues or service questions or this sort of thing. We will use this as an information put-out list. We will not share it, and we will use it only for the coronavirus. Does that make sense? So some of you are concerned. You say, I don't want to share my information. This is only going to be, literally, the only people who are going to see this is Judy Gavin and me. We are not going to put this in a database. We are not going to save these emails. And when we send them out, we're going to blind carbon copy, so it looks like just you got it. But this will give us a chance to communicate with you directly. We will also use our website, and we'll also use our Facebook page to update you with information as it goes on. So I think most people have access to the internet, most people to Facebook and emails, and hopefully that that covers it. Does it seem reasonable? And right now, we're only talking next Sunday. We'll live stream, and we'll have, it, we'll have directions on, on the internet and through emails on what to turn on and all this sort of thing. If you've never done it before, we'll kind of walk you through it. And I don't think it's a particularly big challenge for us. So again, while, while you're writing that down, we'll collect them in a minute here. While you're writing it down, I just want to share a couple other things. We are going to, you ready for this, Charlie and Chantal? Suspend our Wednesday program this week and next week. So we're going to have two weeks off from our children's ministries. And that will give us a full 13 and a half days between services. All right? And again, we'll play it from here after that. So this Wednesday, Sunday, and the following Wednesday, there's no children's ministries or no uh, congregation. By the way, do you, you should know this. Well, we know kids. We know children. Children are children. And when they talk, sometimes they, they say the news and the weather. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Singing, apparently, is one of the highly contagious things. It causes a, it's a higher risk just by the nature of singing. So <clears throat> this is one of the reasons it's good to not have singing services. But we are going to give a shot at, and our poor musicians are hearing this now, we are going to give a shot at live streaming our worship. <laughs> there you go, musicians. With nobody in the, with nobody in the chairs, but we'll, we'll zero in just on Leah's face. <laughs> If you, if you know Lee at all, you go, oh, no, they won't even do that. They won't even. Um, 
Something I want to remember, I want you to remember in this, you're not 12 years old. You're not grounded. I'm not grounding you to your house. You know, I was talking to somebody, and they said, well, how are we going to talk to anybody? Peter, how do you talk to people now? You call them, you stop at their house, you see them, right? You, get, you text them. You're not grounded. You're not in trouble. We're just saying there's not going to be a Sunday service. If you want to see your friends, you're adults. Go see your friends. But please be prudent about it. But go see them. I don't know. Maybe you get together and pray for each other. Can you imagine that? Praying for one another? <laughs> Amazing. You can pray for each other. You can call each other. You can have friends over for dinner. You're adults. Figure it out. I'll figure it out too. Now I'm saying this kind of in a, in a fun and maybe in jest, but there's a lot of truth to it. I'm not saying don't talk to anybody from here. Have you been to a mall lately? It's insane. People are still going out. They're not grounded either. How many of you have bought toilet paper? Did you notice the bums rush at the store? Everybody. How many of you saw the video of people fighting over toilet paper? Yeah. It's insane, right? People are beating each other up to get toilet. Don't they know that you're supposed to have a few feet from each other? So you can continue to be together. Just be prudent about it, you know, take care of yourself, make sure you're in a safe environment. Uh, home groups. You're still here. You're still alive. Figure out what you want to do. But the singing, the large groups, and the singing, the CDC is really talking about groups under 25. So really be mindful of that. And you can still care for each other. How are we a community without a building? Remember that from last week? So this is our week. How are we a community without a building? Acts 2, those, that, that first group of believers, 123,000 people were added that day. They didn't have a church building of their own. How do they do it? They would go to the temple. It was an open space. So how are you community without a community? And that's what this is about walking out. How are we community without a community? Maybe it's a good excuse to call new people. Find out if they're chicken or not. No, I'm not going to your house. I'm kidding. Okay, there... Uh, we're going to reschedule the fast. Stay tuned for a date for that. You know, we try to find dates not in vacation season. Summertime is vacation season for a lot of folks. So the fast means very, very much to us. Um, and the worship service, that means very, very much to us. We don't take it lightly. So we're going to look for a date that's not around vacation season, and, and we'll pass that on. And I think, we've, I think I've got it there. Don't forget, there's no cafe today. We do have uh, online... Services, remember that, online, also online tithing, so you can tithe online. If you've never tried it, give it a shot. Um, there's no cafe, no coffee, but there is each other. We can still talk to each other. And, you know, be sensitive to handshaking and hugs and all that sort of thing. Um, probably if you would hug anybody, the one person who does want you to hug them is Phil. Yeah. The McCabes are big hugging family. I don't know if you know that about the McCabes, but they're always hugging each other. Go give them a hug. I... I defy you. Go give him a hug. All right. This is our plan. One Sunday. Stay tuned after that. But please do. Please do keep in contact with each other. Care for each other. Reach out to each other. If you're online, thank you for listening. We're going to let you...
We're gonna fade you out and we're gonna collect cards here. Be safe online. Thank you again for downloading and listening to this message from Grace Christian Fellowship. We are located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And if you are looking for a church to call home or would like to visit us for one of our services, please visit our site at gracecf.us for our location and service times. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.